0: I remember one day when I was in the seminary and there was kind of just a quick comment from one of my teachers, one that made a really big impact in my life, probably one of the toughest people I've ever known, Sister Elizabeth McDonough. She was a five-foot-nothing Dominican sister who could just take us seminarians down with a quick comment. Like for example, she used to say to us future priests, gentlemen. Don't be ambitious in the church. There's not a lot of room at the top. Um, it's like a lot of little things like that that she had seen, and like her practical wisdom. But I remember one day she said to us, "Gentlemen, God doesn't ask us to do the impossible." And it was one of those things that was really rather freeing in a lot of ways because what that ultimately meant was, for example, there's never going to come a time. That God is going to command us to, say, fly out of the church, right? When the deacon says, go in peace, it's not like, okay, now you have to fly out of here. Why? Because he didn't give us wings. Like, God doesn't command us to do that which he's not given us the grace, the ability to do. God doesn't command us to do the impossible. So, on that front, it was like kind of a really relieving sort of thing that he's not going to ask us to do something that he's not given us the ability to do. So, it's a great relief, but in the light of readings like today, it's also an incredible challenge. I mean, look at that first reading from Leviticus, ending with, or I'm sorry, not ending with, but be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. And then Jesus, like he's done so often as we continue on in the Sermon on the Mount, he doesn't just sort of like relieve things from before. He takes them up a notch. I mean, look at the exclamation point at the end of the gospel today. Be perfect just as your heavenly father is perfect. So we hear that knowing at the same time that God does not ask us to do the impossible. So it's a relief, but at the same time, a huge challenge. And like I said, God gives us the grace to do what he's calling us to do. I want to tell you about Uh, a great talk that I got when I was in Fatima. You know, I'd start talking about Fatima at some point. It was so great. You've got to go at some point. I highly recommend it. But uh, we got this beautiful talk about the shepherd children themselves. And just in case you don't know about the miracles of Fatima and everything, do read about it. It's fantastic. But the quick Cliff Notes version, back in 1917, our our Blessed Mother appeared to three shepherd children, Lucia, Jacinta, and Francisco, On the 13th of the month, from May to October, telling them all sorts of different things, but mainly at the root of it all was pray the rosary. And in that first time that Mary appeared to the three shepherd children, Lucia, who was 10 at the time and kind of like the spokesman of the group, said to our blessed mother, will we go to heaven? And Mary said, yes, Lucia and Jacinta, you will. But Francisco has to pray many rosaries first. And the sister who was giving us a talk about the Shepherd children said, and you know why, that Mary said that Francisco has to pray many rosaries first, because he's a man. It was really good to hear that. Of course, she was kidding. But, you know, and actually, this is the same sister who on another visit gave me a hard time because I can't drive a stick shift, so be it, okay? Um, But it was a really good thing to hear, ultimately, what she was really getting at. The reason that Francisco had to pray many rosaries, it wasn't like he was an evil child and all these penances, no, he was getting this sort of like program of growth St. Francisco was the type who was meditative and prayerful and able to look at the world and discern God's presence in the middle of it. It's almost as though Mary was helping him to see his vocation. This was his path to heaven, to pray those many rosaries. And he did. He prayed them a lot. He was in the church. He was the kind of boy that would sneak away and go to their parish church and be there for hours with the Blessed Sacrament. And that little guy died about two years later, and now... He's a canonized saint, doing what our Blessed Mother told him to do, praying those rosaries, focusing on the mysteries of Christ's life and how the mysteries of his own life came together with them. He was able to grow in holiness, to grow in perfection, and now he's a saint. And the thing is, if a 10-year-old boy can follow the instruction of our Blessed Mother and grow in holiness, in perfection, and become a saint, the same is possible for you and me. Now, one of the beautiful lines that I love, that I heard once from uh, the Scottish theologian, George MacDonald, is that God is easy to please, but he's hard to satisfy. And what does that mean? Okay, think about a dad and his his you know very young son, right? And the son is just taking his first steps. The dad is excited, like all of us are. When you see a baby taking his first steps, it's incredible. We all get excited, but it's not as though the dad is like, alright Junior, way to go buddy, took your first steps, It's all down. we're all done now, way to go, it's all finished, right? No, he wants him to keep going, it's not just first steps, he wants him to then walk, he wants him to eventually run and jump and play and do all these things with movement, probably eventually learn how to drive a stick, right? All these things that he wants his son to do, he's easy to please, he's happy when he takes the first step, but he's hard to satisfy. He wants his young son to become a man, to grow up, to use that gift of moving around for great things. The same is true for us when it comes to holiness. We're called to be holy. We're called to be perfect. We're called to be saints. And it's good to know that God is easy to please. He's happy when you've been away from the church for a while and you come back to Mass. He's happy when you haven't been praying much and all of a sudden... You pray the words that our Savior taught us in the Our Father. You start saying the Hail Mary. You maybe say a decade of the rosary. He's happy when that happens. He's happy when you go to confession after a long time. He's happy. And he's happy with each step. But he's hard to satisfy. He wants us to keep growing in holiness. He wants us to become saints. He wants us to be in love with him. He also wants us to love one another. He wants us to be able to say, we have that sarcastic comment right on our tongue that we want to say to the person who's right there with us, but he's happy when we hold it back. Just coincidentally, it's been a lot easier for me since Father Rossi moved away. So, but you know, we know that our Lord is really happy when we hold that back, when we're actually able to say something kind to a person who's in front of us, created in the image and likeness of God. Who's made it harder for us to see that they're created in the image and likeness of God? He's happy when we're able to let go of a grudge that we've been holding on to and nursing in our hearts. He's easy to please, he's hard to satisfy. He wants us to love him with all of our hearts and our neighbors as ourselves. He wants us to be holy, he wants us to be perfect, he wants us to be saints. Now, the beautiful thing for us is that we know that we are on the doorstep of Lent. Wednesday is already Ash Wednesday, and of course we know that with Ash Wednesday comes the stations of the cross every Friday of Lent. Think about that 12th station of the cross hanging right over there. Our Lord doesn't just give commands like be holy and be perfect without first showing us the way to do it. When you look at that 12th station, think about the fact that there is our God hanging between heaven and earth, surrounded by people who are torturing him, mocking him, spitting at him. And what does he say? Not, Heavenly Father, I call down your wrath and wipe them all out. He says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do is that really difficult is it hard for us as we get tortured as we get mocked as we get insulted to say forgive them father is it hard yes is it impossible no and our lord shows us that he shows us by his very example now here we go into lent once again this preparatory season in which our lord is reminding us that he gives us this lofty call we're called to be holy we're called to be perfect We're called to be saints. It's not impossible. He gives us the grace. And just like our Blessed Mother said to St. Francisco, you gotta pray many rosaries first. He did it, He's a saint. What is our Blessed Mother calling you to during this Lent? What are the things that maybe you're having a hard time with in growing closer to our Lord? What are the ways that you're having a hard time loving your brother and sister? ask our Blessed Mother to help you to see what is it during this Lent that you can take on? What is it during this Lent that you can give up, that you can continue to take those steps in growing in holiness, in growing in perfection, and ultimately in becoming a saint? The great thing is, is yes, he calls us to some very lofty heights. He wants us to be with him forever in heaven. He wants us to love like he loves. He wants us to be holy and perfect. The good news is that it's not impossible. Is it difficult? Yes. But he'll give us the grace. My brothers and sisters in Christ, take the next couple of days to ask him, what is it I need to do to grow in that grace, to grow in holiness, to grow in perfection, that I might too become a saint. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.